from the latest happenings on the diamond. This team will come up with a lot of different things. So for now, we've, we've got cheap head. It works. To all the inside and expertise on things outside the ballpark. Out on Sorry. Um, no, do not apologize for that much. take. Yeah, it's the correct take. Apologize <laughs> yeah. for being out on deep dish pizza. Just, we only turn to one person. Batter up. It's Sophia Minnert on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Shop the Ewald Automotive Group's exclusive best used car selection of over 600 of your favorite cars, trucks, and SUVs. Visit any of their eight locations or shop online at ewaldauto.com. And by Century Foods. Win the ultimate baseball fan experience from Century Foods. You could throw out the first pitch, hold the finish line for the famous racing sausages, or be on the field for batting practice. Enter at your local Century Foods. back in the day when I was covering the Brewers regularly and you'd be like, God, could they get 90 wins? 90 wins, man. That would be a hell of a season for the Milwaukee Brewers. And here they are sitting at 81 and 63. Plenty of games left to crack that 90 win spot. Sophia, another big win yesterday for the Brew Crew over the Miami Marlins. You had talked about how they just got to win series, right? That's the game plan for making sure that they are the top team headed in. and, and could, Do you think that they could catch the Los Angeles Dodgers? Is that something they could do for what would be then the second spot in the National League? Um, that, I mean, yes, that would be great. Um, I'm just looking at the, uh, the separation here. So the Dodgers are currently at 88 wins. The Brewers last night picked up 81. Um, so seven-game separation. That's tough to make up just considering – um, how good the Dodgers have been. Truthfully, I do not know what the rest of the Dodgers' schedule looks like. What do they have, 18 um, left? How many of the Brewers have left? Oh, boy. Jen, mm. a lot of early math. Yeah, this 18. Is, uh, yeah. 18 one, games left. This yeah. is 144, so 18 <laughs> games left, yes. I have 18 games left. I think I think for, in terms for them to clinch the division, they're down to 14 um, with 18 games left. Magic and number. And the Cubs have 16 games left, correct. Um, but, yeah, I think, look, as we talked about last week, they're, they're doing what they had to do. It was a tough series in Pittsburgh for them, come back, win two out of three against New York. Sunday's game was, was crazy, you know, the 13-inning game, taking a no-hitter into the 11th. You know, it was, it was a tough loss. So, you know, that was a game that you felt like you had won multiple times. But, and the game, that, the way that they pitched, you felt like they should have won. Um, and then, you know, and then they come right back, and, and Brandon Woodruff throws a complete game shutout. Freddie Peralta was fantastic last night, six and a third. So they've got um, – they're going to have kind of a bullpen game set up here for today, and then Adrian Hauser is going to come off the I.L. tomorrow. So it's like I think they're just – they're doing everything that they have to do, and what the pitching staff is doing right now is it's, it's top of the top of the league stuff right now. I mean, is it the is it the best starting pitching in baseball, and it's not even close? I mean, they ride this horse; they got a chance. Yeah, yeah. I think the way that they're pitching right now, you could absolutely make that argument. You know, you look back to the middle of August; they have the best record in the league. They have the lowest earned run average in the league. Um, I mean, these guys are giving up nothing over the last three games. Burns, Woodruff, Peralta, one earned run between the two of them. I think it's been three walks between the three of them and a ton of strikeouts. Um, I mean, they've just given up nothing. And, you know, what we saw from Burns and Woodruff specifically of of Corbin going eight no-hit innings on Sunday 
Brandon, the complete game shutout, he didn't allow a single extra base hit in that game. That is something we haven't seen since CeCe Sabathia and Ben Sheets in August of 2008. Um, like, even for as good as these guys have been over the last six years, this is, this is stuff we haven't even seen from them. So um, to have them pitching like this is, is really huge. MLB.com has them right now ranked as the fourth best pitching staff. Now, I believe I haven't separated out starters versus the relievers. So that's across the board right now with a 3.84 ERA behind only the Blue Jays, the Mariners, and the Tampa Bay Rays. Gabe? Josh Donaldson. What's mm-hmm. he like to talk to? He seems like a character. And he, obviously <laughs> off to a hot start, hits the big dinger last mm-hmm. night. I mean, a big dinger. That thing got left the ballpark mm-hmm. in a hurry. But he seems like a character that also just kind of fits into the clubhouse. Yeah, and he, he definitely comes over with that kind of reputation. You know, this is this is a player who he has accomplished a lot. You know, he's got the whole bringer of rain thing and former American League MVP in, in 2015. He's bounced around a lot, and, and he'll tell you, you know, the season with the Yankees wasn't what he wanted. He was hurt a lot, only played in 34 games. But, like, both his time with the Yankees this year and just the very brief time, five games that he had, with Nashville, it's like, well, when he's been healthy and he's been hitting, it's been power. And and that is something that the Brewers are absolutely on board for, right? Like, this is a player that was a, a really low-risk condition. Um, he'd been released by New York. He was on the 60-day IL. They've kind of been trending towards more rookies and younger players, just the way that the Yankees season is going. And he told us, he was like, I was just on the 60-day IL, but, but I was feeling pretty healthy those last couple of weeks, and he was really able to do everything physically. So he came over to Milwaukee signing a minor league deal, and he felt kind of ready to go. Um, got five games there, hit two homers, and then, and then, like you said, he's been on base six times now in his first two games. It's a huge home run last night. Um, he just comes in with that attitude of like, Hey boys, like I've been here, I've done this. He's very confident. He's he's comfortable with the player he is. You know, he's 37. He's he's been through a lot in the league, um, and so I think like he kind of just fits right into the group. And when you can, when you know it's a really short sample size, like what he's got, essentially a, a what three week runway here, and hopefully the postseason. I think to have a start like this is is really good. You know, you're just you're in it. You're involved. You're contributing. Um, I think that makes it a lot easier to just assimilate with the rest of the group. Well, is it just that veteran presence? Because his numbers in Nashville, uh, I'm looking at NewJersey.com right now, NJ.com, talking about him. Obviously, he's a Yankees cast-off, so that's why they were interested. Three for 17. A homer, four walks, yeah. and two strikeouts. That doesn't scream going to produce at the major league level. No. No, it doesn't. And that's and that's what the numbers were with New York with him as well. It was it was an average that was less than 200. It was 15 hits on the season, but 10 of those were homers. And so it's like, all right, well, there's still something to work with here. And, and this is a player that in his career is at almost 270 homers. So I think that, that for the Brewers, again, it was, it was a really low-risk condition. Um, it was just signing him to a minor league deal. Let's see what we've got, you know, like let's see what happens. And a player like this who has power like that, that – has that kind of experience, they're not really phased by anything. Um, so I think for them, it was just like, let's see what happens. If he can get hot and, and give us like a, the best version of Josh, Josh Donaldson or, or the power version of Josh Donaldson, like that could help this team. Absolutely. Um, you know, he was on base four times yesterday, two walks, two hits, the home run. 
Um, I mean, if you can get that, not that he's going to produce like that every night, but just, again, the threat of power uh, is, is a big deal at this time of year. Sophia, is Craig Council considered elite around, an elite manager around the league? It, it, to me, it just doesn't seem as if he gets the credit he deserves. It's, he's not like managing the Yankees here where he's got a unlimited amount of money. I mean, he's doing mm-hmm. the dance, and I don't know. I just, I, I don't think he gets the credit he deserves with what he's got to work with here as far as from a salary standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um... – I think across the league, he is incredibly respected. I think people always look at the Brewers and think, like, you know, wow, like it is hard to do what this team has done, and, and specifically in the Craig Council era, right? Like he has the most wins of any manager in, in Brewers history, and just the way that they are consistently competitive, you know, like the number of sort of, you know, irrelevant games, and by that I mean like games that don't matter for postseason standings, it's, it's like less than five. Um, going back to 2017. So it's like, you know, you kind of know what the, the mold of Craig Council teams are. Um, he has been a manager of the year candidate a couple of times. He has not won it yet. I think that's criminal. I think he absolutely is deserving of that honor. Um, you know, he's lost to Mike Schultz. He's lost to Brian Snicker. They've, they've been absolutely been deserving winners. But I just think what Craig does, specifically at this time of year, I don't think there's anybody better at managing a bullpen um, than Craig Council. I don't think there's anybody that has sort of a better pulse of his team, the way he makes in-game decisions. Um, Yeah, I think – but I think across the league he has a great reputation, and there are a lot of teams that I think would love to have Craig Council as a manager. So I think we all recognize, you know, when you get to work with him every day, when you talk to the players, when they come over from other teams, what they feel like they know about Craig – and then when they get to work with him and be around him every day and kind of what their experience is, I think any of them will tell you he's, he's one of the best, if not the best, that, that they've had in their careers. And to me, that means a lot, right? Like what, whatever the players say, mm-hmm. um, especially those that are coming from other organizations, I think that is the most telling of, of who a manager is and, and what it means in the clubhouse. Sophia, what was the reaction around the team of the least shocking breaking news yesterday that David Worst Stearns kept secret <laughs> in Major League Baseball <laughs> that David Stearns is taking over as the president of baseball ops for the New York Mets? Um, I, yeah, I think you covered it. Like, <laughs> I think um, look, I, we all really like David. He's um, he's a great person. We all enjoyed working with him. I think we're all happy for him. Um, wish him well of course like but yeah I I think um, you know the Mets have not formally announced anything Um, obviously David has not either so you know kind of whatever that looks like for him moving forward uh, you know we're happy for him personally Um, we've all enjoyed working with him so yeah it wasn't it it honestly it it didn't really create uh, much noise in the clubhouse yesterday kind of thought it would be a more off-season move, but I guess if everybody just knew it was happening, why not just pull the trigger? And also, I think it takes a little bit of, um, it gives Matt Arnold a little bit more credit, because the team has been doing really well this season, but it's kind of that conversation we have about Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers. Is there a part of people that are thinking that, oh, well, yeah, they're doing well, but a lot of it is because David Stearns is still in the mix, and he's still behind the scenes, pulling the levers and pressing the buttons, and so I feel like this gives Matt Arnold a chance to really put his fingerprints and get the credit for the success of the squad. Just to clarify, I think I saw, I was Googling, that uh, Craig Council has won 
runner-up. He's been the runner-up for manager of the year three times, fourth once, seventh mm-hmm. once. So he is getting votes for that honor, for that award. Just hasn't taken it home yet. Sophia, we appreciate you hanging out with us. Home stretch, girlfriend. You're in the home stretch of the regular season, <laughs> and we hope you have a very long postseason push, and we appreciate you hanging out with us each and every week. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Yeah, 18 games. When you say that out loud, you're like, man, how is that even possible? But it's going to be fun. I hope uh, I hope Brewers fans are enjoying it. I certainly am. Hell of a pennant race here. Gabe? Guys, it doesn't matter what age you are. Low testosterone can be an issue with any guy. That's where Mentality comes in. Local healthcare facilities specifically dedicated to helping men feel and perform at their very best. That's why Kevin, the founder and CEO of Mentality, started this company. He was dealing with low testosterone, wasn't getting the answers he wanted from his doctor, did a little bit more research on his own, and now you can boost your testosterone levels with Mentality. Look, maybe you're tired, groggy, just don't have that confident feeling that you had. You don't feel like yourself like you did a couple years ago. That could be low testosterone, and it's easy to figure out if it is with Mentality. You go in, get a blood panel done. Within a week, your results are back to you. And if those testosterone levels are low, well, then they'll work with you for a customized testosterone treatment plan just for you. That's the important thing. This is not one size fits all. It's not, oh, okay, here you go. No, they work with you to make sure that your testosterone levels are where they should be at all times. Go to lowtusa.com. Mentality allows treatment to fit into every guy's lifestyle. Learn more about Mentality and their low testosterone treatments. Lowtusa.com.